Welcome, Harvest Church family, and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. And don't forget, if you enjoy taking notes, you can download the fillable PDF file on our website at goharvest.org forward slash notes. Right now, let's listen in to this week's message. Well, I am excited to be able to preach today. I preached about a month ago, and I preached a sermon that I titled, Get Started Living Greater. And today I want to keep in that same theme of living greater. And our anchor verse was John chapter 14, verse 12, where Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and will do even greater things than these. Come on, somebody shout greater things. Because I am going to the Father. And we talked about how God wants to do greater in us and through our lives. And because we're followers of Jesus Christ, His plan for our lives is to do greater. He wants us to do greater things. He wants us to live greater lives. He wants us to have greater influence. He wants us to have greater opportunities to be able to make a great impact for him. And we looked at the life of Joseph, and we learned one great principle, and one of the keys in Joseph's life to be able to live greater is that you have to get started. That at some point you have to go from talking to action, from planning to pursuing, from contemplating to chasing. We have to get started if we want to live greater. And we learned from Joseph's life that he had a dream and he got started in pursuing that dream. And today I want to stick with that same theme of living greater. Because this one aspect of Joseph's life is the one aspect that allowed him to live greater. How many of you want to live greater this morning? Amen. Well, let's pray. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to be with us. God, we love you so much, and we thank you for your wonderful presence. Lord, I have planned, I've prayed, and I have prepared the message that you gave me this morning. And now we just ask that you would add the anointing and the power that comes with the Holy Ghost today. Would you anoint our ears that we could hear your message? Would you anoint our hearts that we could be changed from the inside out? And it's in Jesus' name that we give you thanks. In Jesus' name. And everyone said aloud, amen. Amen. I'm going to say a huge statement here this morning. That without this one aspect in Joseph's life, there's no way Joseph would have been able to live greater. And without this one aspect in our life, there's no way that any of us will be able to live greater either. And so today, we're going to take a look at Joseph's life and we're going to take a look at this one aspect. And the one aspect that I want us to look at today is that Joseph had the blessing of the Lord on his life. And that's why I titled the message today, the blessing of the Lord living greater. If you need sermon notes, just hold your hands uh, high long enough just to be able to get the sermon notes. If you joined us online, our sermon notes are also available for you uh, online. You'll be able to print them out and follow along in the message as well. It'll help you to retain the message here on after today's date. Joseph had a dream from God, and as a result, he had the favor of God on his life. Simply put, the Lord was with Joseph. I said, The Lord was with Joseph. And how many of you want the Lord to be with you? Amen. I know we all want the Lord to be with us. And the only way that we'll be able to live greater is if we have the blessing of the Lord on our life. I want us to look at Joseph's life starting in Genesis chapter 39 verses 2 through 3. And let's take a look at Joseph's life here for just a moment. It says, the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered. And a lot of people want to put emphasis on that word prospered. But the most important part of that verse is that the Lord was with Joseph. Just so happened I saw Joseph Gould right here. Hey, Joseph Gould. Not not this Joseph, but Joseph Gould. And he's blessed of the Lord as well. The Lord was with Joseph. And 
He lived in the house of the Egyptian master when the master saw that the Lord was with him. And by the way, here's a side note. I want you to know that when the Lord is in your life, it'll be so evident to you and to the people around you that they can't help but to notice that the Lord is in your life. Come on, how many of you want that type of blessing in your life? And that the Lord gave him success in everything he did. Who gave him success? The Lord gave him success. When Joseph was 17 years old, he had a dream from the Lord. And he had this dream that someday he would be a powerful, influential leader and that he would even rule over his very own family, his brothers and his dad, his parents. And so his brothers got so upset that they, they sold him into slavery and he found himself in a foreign land. And these were horrific circumstances that Joseph found himself in. There's nothing good about finding your brothers selling you into slavery. There's nothing good about being ripped away from your family only to want to go back to them. And the reality is that all of us are going to go through difficult times. Even people that love God go through difficult times. Even people who have a dream from God go through difficult times. All of us are going to face adversities. All of us are going to have troubles. All of us will go through trials. Aren't you glad you came today to hear about all the bad news that we're going to have to go through in life? <laughs> but it doesn't stop there. But the one thing that distinguished Joseph from the majority of people is that the Lord was with Joseph. And we have to ask ourselves, is the Lord with us when we're going through tough times? Is the Lord with us when we're going through trials? Is the Lord with us when we have sorrows that we're going through? Is the Lord with us? Because it's the one thing that will change everything. Then the Bible goes on to say that as Joseph was working in Potiphar's house in this foreign land, that Potiphar's wife began to make accusations and, and advancements towards Joseph. She made advancements towards Joseph and wanted to be with Joseph, but she was a married man and he, didn't, he wanted to serve the Lord. He turned her down. He said no. And as a result, she then makes accusations because she hated the rejection. She accuses Joseph of rape and actually coming on to her that Joseph, uh, that, that Potiphar, the, the husband, gets so upset with Joseph that he throws him into prison. And I want you to see what happens to Joseph in the prison. Listen to what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 39, verse 21. It says, the Lord was with him. He, God, showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Then verse 23, the warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in everything he did. There's nothing good about being falsely accused of doing something you did not do. There's nothing good about finding yourself in a prison for something you did not do. But the reality is if we live long enough, then somebody is going to lie about us. If we live life long enough, somebody's going to accuse you of doing something you did not do. If you live life long enough, someone's going to gossip about you and say things that you did not actually do. But here's the good news, and, and really this isn't good news at all. How many of you know that there are some haters out there, right? There's haters, people that hate the things. When God blesses you, they hate seeing those things. And the difference between Joseph and the majority of people was that the Lord was with Joseph even in the prison. Is the Lord with you when it seems like you're in the prison? Is the Lord with you when people are talking about you? Is the Lord with you when people are gossiping about you? Because the reality is that if the Lord is with us, it's the one thing that can change everything. 
And some of us are trying to achieve greatness without the blessing of the Lord. There are people trying to achieve great things for the Lord. They want to do great things. They want to have more influence. They want to have more opportunities. But they don't have the blessing of the Lord. And the blessing of the Lord, I want you to know, is a game changer today. It's the one thing that will change everything. It's the thing that will change all the different things that are, not, that are not going right in your life right now. And if we want to live greater, it's imperative. It's not optional. We have to have the blessing of the Lord on our life. If we did a character study of people found throughout the Bible, of people that were used greatly by God and powerfully by God, there's one thing that is in common with every single one of these Bible characters, that the Lord was with them. You'll find a phrase being used over and over again, that God's hand was on their life, that God's favor was on their life, that his anointing was on their life, that the blessing of the Lord was on their life. It's the one thing that changed everything. And if we want to live greater, we have to also invite the presence of the Lord in our life and have the, the blessing of the Lord in every single one of our areas of our, of our life. And I want you to see what the blessing, what the Bible says about the blessing of the Lord is found in Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22. It says, the blessing of the Lord makes rich. Oh, Pastor Gary, I'm glad I came today because I need about $2 million. <laughs> that is not what that verse is talking about. It is not saying that. What it's saying is that the Lord will provide more than enough. That the Lord will provide more than enough love, more than enough patience, more than enough resources, more than enough everything that we need to propel us towards God's will. It will provide more than enough. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. You see, when it comes to the blessing of the Lord, God will bless us and not add any sorrow to it. But when we try to bless ourselves outside of God's will, oftentimes there will be sorrow attached to it. But aren't you glad that when God blesses you, there is no sorrow to it? Amen? Amen. Let me just say, sincerely say this for just a moment, that if it wasn't for the blessing of the Lord on my life, I don't know where I would be. If it wasn't for the hand of God on my life, I don't know where I'd be. If it wasn't for the favor of the Lord, for the blessing of the Lord, the anointing of the Lord, I don't know where my life would be. I look at my wife this morning and I can't help but to think that I don't deserve to have a wife like that, a wife that loves me and prays for me and believes God's best for my life. I look at my children over here and I don't deserve to have a family like the family I get to be a part of. I look at my job and I don't get to work alongside some of the greatest people I've ever met in the planet. I'm not even on the same wavelength as these people. These, these people are so articulate, so blessed, so talented, and I get to be a part of that. I don't deserve it. I think of this church and I can't help but to think that I don't deserve to be a part of a community that loves people, that forgives people, that is so generous. I don't, I don't deserve to be a part of a community of believers that loves me, that prays for me, that prays for my family and believes God's best for us. But the only reason why I get to experience any of these things is because of the blessing of the Lord. God, I need your hand. God, I need your favor. God, I need your anointing. I'm not talented enough. I'm not articulate enough. The only reason why I get to experience any of these things is because of the blessing of the Lord that is on my life. And many people have blessings on their life, but many people don't have the blessing of the Lord on their life. 
And I want to show you some ways that people try blessing themselves. I want you to see how people try to bless themselves. Many people have the blessing of education on their life. And I believe in education. I believe that, that with education, there are many blessings that come. In fact, I believe that if you get your high school diploma, you get your college degree, you get your doctoral degree, if you get all these things, I believe that there are blessings that will come your way. I believe that there are doors that will open up to you that can only open up to you if you actually have the, the blessing of education on your life. I believe in getting as much education as you possibly can because there are blessings attached to our education. So many people have the blessing of hard work. And I believe in hard work. I believe that there are blessings that come with working hard. I believe that, that there are blessings that come if you put in the amount of hours in, in that job and at that work, that there are blessings that will come your way. I believe that there will be promotions and raises and accolades that come from hard work. I believe that there are blessings attached to hard work. Many people have the blessing of relationships. And there are some blessings that come by being connected with the right people. Sometimes it's not what you know, but who you know. That's why I believe in, in treating people fairly. I believe in being forgiving fast. I believe in treating as many people as, as right as possible because there are blessings attached to relationships. But then there's a blessing of the Lord. And the blessing of the Lord gets overlooked. The blessing of the Lord doesn't get talked about much. But there's a blessing that you can't get from your education. There's a blessing you can't get from your hard work. There's a blessing you can't get from your relationships. Oh, I believe in these blessings, but there's a blessing that can't replace the blessing of the Lord. If you want to be blessed in every area of your life, you have to have the blessing of the Lord. And so many people stay, uh, they spend so many years trying to acquire all of these other blessings that they don't spend the time needed to acquire the blessing of the Lord. So many people spend all, these, all this time studying and doing all this. And believe me, I believe in these things. But they don't do the things needed to have the blessing of the Lord. Okay, Pastor Gary, I hear you. I'm on board. I want the blessing of the Lord. How do I get that thing? Come on, tell us already. All right, listen, here's the one way that we gain the blessing of the Lord. Here's how, we, here's how we welcome the blessing of the Lord in our life. It's found in one word. And this word is obedience. It's obedience to God and it's obedience to his word. That will bring about the blessing of the Lord on our life. Too often people think that the blessing of the Lord is unpredictable. And that it's random. And there's just nothing that we can do to gain the blessing of the Lord. Well, Pastor Gary, God's just going to bless whoever he wants to bless anyway. I mean, there's nothing I could do to really partner with that. That's just not true at all. The blessing of the Lord is connected with our obedience. I can take you through the Old Testament. I can take you through the New Testament. And the Bible says that God's blessings are directly woven and intricately woven with the obedience that we have towards the Lord. And if the blessing of the Lord were on stage with us today, and if there was a door in front of it, the only way to unlock the blessing of the Lord over your life is by using the key of obedience. And I want you to see what Deuteronomy chapter, 30, uh, chapter 28 verses 1 through 6 says about our obedience, why this is so key, why it's so important. Verse 1, it says, if you fully obey, and that's a very important part, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you above the, all the nations of the earth. All these blessings, and how many of you need blessings today? Yeah. 
Oh, only three of you? How many of you need blessings today? will come on you and accompany you if you obey. Say that with me. Ready? If you obey the Lord your God. Verse 3. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed. The crops of your field and the young of your livestock. The cattle of your herd and the lamb of your flock. Verse 5. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. Here's what this is basically saying. It's saying if you obey the Lord, then every area of your life is going to be blessed. Now, I'm not talking about perfection, but I am talking about direction. In other words, is your life headed in a trajectory where you're getting closer and closer to God because all of us are going to stumble, all of us are going to fail, where none of us are going to live perfectly, but, but is it about the quality of our heart and the content of our heart? Are we chasing after the Lord? A lot of people think that they can live life however they want to live, and as long as I pray a prayer of blessing over my life, then God's going to bless me. And I want to share some examples because that's not how the blessing of the Lord works. And I want to share some examples with you this morning, but if you find yourself in any of these examples, I want you to know something today. That my heart is not to bring condemnation on anybody. My heart is not that you would feel condemned, or my heart is not that you would feel like, oh, Pastor Gary just thinks he's better than us. No, no, listen to me. If you only knew my struggles, if you only, ask my wife, ask my children, ask my family, like they know I, I, I'm, I'm not perfect and I have a lot of faults. I mean a lot of faults, more than you. I'm the chief sinner amongst you, seriously. Like, I have a lot of faults, so please understand that when I want to give some of these illustrations, my heart is not to bring condemnation or hurt or to point the finger, but my heart is to bring teaching. Because as a pastor, we can never get free if we don't get proper teaching. As a pastor, I get asked often, hey, Pastor Gary, will you do my wedding? And, and I want you to know there's nothing that brings more joy to my heart than doing weddings and being a part of someone's great day. I love going to weddings. I love the whole, I love officiating weddings. It's a great day for everybody involved, including myself. But in order to get to the wedding day, I tell them there's a prerequisite. I have to do premarital counseling. And so every one of our pastors on staff, that's a must. We have to do premarital counseling. And there's a couple questions that I ask as part of our premarital counseling. I'll say, do you guys live together? And nine times out of 10, the answer is yes, we live together. Now listen, if you're here today and you're living with somebody, my heart is not to try to bring condemnation. Maybe you didn't even know that that actually goes against God's word. Listen, my heart is not to bring condemnation. It's to bring teaching. And then I have a follow-up question and I say, okay, well, tell me why you want me to do your wedding today. Or, or you know, why do you want me to do your wedding? And it's 100% the same answer every single time I ever ask this question. And they say, well, Pastor Gary, you want the blessing of the Lord to be on our on our marriage. We want God to bless our marriage. And people's concept is that we could live together and we could do all the things that the trappings of living together means outside of marriage. And as long as there's a pastor that prays over us at our wedding, then we'll be able to enter into blessing. But that's not how this works. Here's how this works. If we're obedient in our dating relationship, if we're obedient in our engagement, then at your wedding day when someone prays a prayer of blessing over your, over your life, 
the blessing of the Lord is going to come. But not because the pastor prayed a prayer of blessing over your life. The reason why you're going to be blessed here is because you were obedient here and here and here. So when you step into this next dimension of your life, the blessing of the Lord is on it. Because why? Because you were obedient here. Listen, some of you want to get that job promotion. And some of you just don't understand, man, I, I, I have seniority here. I work hard. I do all of these things. I, sh I, I do all this stuff, but why am I getting overlooked? I should be the next one that should get this position. Well, maybe why, the reason why you're not getting that position is because you show up 10 minutes late to work every day. If you don't show up and you're not obedient here, then when you put your resume in for the promotion, you're not going to get it here. Because you didn't put in the work that was needed here in obedience to get the blessing over here on the other side. Listen, I'm not trying to be condemned. I'm telling you these things in love because I want the blessing of the Lord to be on your life. And here's what happens if we're not obedient. Just a moment ago, I read you in these verses these six verses that talked about the blessing of the Lord, right? We read how you're going to be blessed when you come, be blessed when you leave. You're going to be blessed in the field. Your, your, your family will be blessed. Your children will be blessed. Your livestock will be blessed. Everything about you will be blessed. But then in these verses, only nine verses later, it says, however, in verse 15, if you do not obey God, if you do not obey the Lord your God, and do not carefully follow his commands and decrees I give you today. All these curses will come on you. Man, all these curses will come on you and overtake you. So here's what happens. If we're not obedient here, not only do we miss out on the blessing here, but over here we actually bring about curses on our life. So not only do we miss out on the blessing, but it gets even worse. Now we have curses on our life. And I know nobody here wants the curses of the, of the Lord. I know nobody wants curses on their life. We want the blessing of the Lord on our life. If we do not obey God, the blessing of the Lord is not going to be on our life. And that's why it's so important that we read God's word consistently. That we attend church faithfully to get the preaching of the word, whether you've joined us in person, in person or online, either one. But being faithful and consistent, the only way to know God's word and to live God's word is to be in God's word and hear the word of God being preached. It's the only way to obey and to be consistent in our walk with the Lord. I hear people misquoting scripture all the time. You know, sometimes people say things that they think is scripture, but about a month ago, I was out doing shopping and I got behind the counter. You know, I got up there, I put all my stuff down and I'm getting ready to pay. And I engage in conversation. Everywhere I go, I'm, I'm a talker, so I, I love talking to people. So I engage in conversation, and we're, we're talking, and, and all of a sudden, you know, I feel like he feels so comfortable with me that he just starts cussing. Like every other word is a cuss word. Ah, bleep this, bleep that, ah, bleep, 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 cuss word, cuss word, cuss word, cuss word. So then I start thinking, man, I got to let him know somehow I'm a pastor, you know. <laughs> let me slip that in somehow. So, so I, he finds out that I'm a minister, and then all of a sudden, oh, well, praise the Lord, man, God, God is highly faithful, God is fine. Yeah, it's so funny to pe see people's, like, countenance just change, everything just change in the conversation. Oh, man, God is highly favored, and I'm blessed. You know, he's like, like, just a lingo change, right? So, 
you know, his, his vernacular begins to change, and then and, and he starts to say what he thinks he's quoting scripture. <laughs> I didn't have the heart to tell him that's not found in your Bible, that is not scripture. It's funny to me when people try to quote scripture, and sometimes we think that things are scripture, but they're really not scripture. I, I want to just share about five of these things with you that people think are scriptures that are not found in your Bible. I hear people saying things like, well, the Bible says, I love that one. The Bible says that God wants me to be happy. Newsflash, that is not in your Bible. You cannot find that in your Bible anywhere. God doesn't say he wants you to be happy. He wants you to follow him and living your life. Because here's what people do. People say, well, God wants me to be happy, so I'm going to do whatever it is I want to do because I know God will just bless me anyway. I mean, I'll just do whatever I want to do because God wants me to be happy. This stuff makes me happy. And if we live our life like that, we're going to forfeit the blessing of the Lord. I hear people saying things like, well, just follow your heart. God wants you to just follow your heart. Again, that is not in your Bible. The Bible does not say to follow your heart. In fact, the Bible says that our hearts are deceitfully wicked. Jeremiah 17 and verse 9. Our hearts are deceitfully wicked. And there are times that my heart tells me to do things I shouldn't do. Am I the only one in here today? There are times when my wife and I are in, in, in a discussion, <laughs> an argument. <gasps> Pastor Gary, you and Pastor Christina argue? Oh, yeah, boy, we throw down. We like, we, we can argue. We can. I told you, I'm flawed. I, I, I'm flawed, all right? So I'm a passionate dude. Like, I, like I kind of get loud when I argue. And so, all right, maybe I'm getting too transparent. All right. So there are times when my heart says, in an argument, don't make things right. Don't forgive Christina. Don't go over there and ask her for forgiveness. There are times when my heart says that to me. There are times when I'm shopping with my children. Stand up for a second, you two. <laughs> give a little wave, give a little wave. Like, the reason, the reason why they look so good in their fits and their outfits and all that, there are times we're at the mall, and we get up to the cashier, and I see the, the amount of money that these kids cost me. <laughs> and there are times when I'm like, here's what my heart says. You ought to just leave them right here at this, at this mall and just never come back for them. That's what my heart says. But listen, if we follow what our heart says, we will forfeit the blessing of the Lord. Here's another misquote that I hear people saying. Well, God helps, the, well, God helps those who help. Ah, guys, that's not in your Bible. That's, that's, that's not found there. It's not found in your Bible. Oh, we like to quote that, but that's nowhere in the Bible. Some people say, cleanliness is next to godliness. Oh, how I wish that one was in the Bible, but it's not in your Bible. I wish I can go up to these two right here and say, hey, guys, you, you know what? You, you want to follow the Lord? You got to clean your room, bro. You're like, hey, hey, you got to clean your room. Hey, hey, Kylie, you got to clean your room. You say you love Jesus. You got to clean your room. That's not found in the Bible. Oh, how I wish that one was found in the Bible, but it's not there. I can't find it. Can't find it anywhere. The final misquote of the Bible that, this is my favorite all-time quote of the Bible that people think is actually in the Bible. <laughs> well, God knows my heart. God knows my heart. Pastor Gary, God knows my heart. I don't have to pray. I don't have to go to church. 
I don't have to read my Bible. I don't have to do, all I got to do is just look at Facebook and do all, no, I don't got to do all the other stuff. No, Pastor Gary, God knows my heart. God and I, we know, we're cool. Like, we got an understanding. I can do whatever I want to do, and, and I'm good with God because God knows my heart. It's a misquote. Listen, if, if we live out any of these misquotes, we will not only miss out on the blessing of the Lord, we'll bring about curses on our life, and we will not have the blessing of the Lord in our life. The only way to gain that is to be obedient to God and to his word. Joseph was obedient to the Lord, and as a result, he was blessed in three areas of his life that I want to talk to you about today. The blessing of the Lord. Three areas we need the blessing of the Lord in our life. Number one, we need the blessing on our relationships. How many of you need relationships that are blessed? Amen. Genesis chapter 39, verse 4, it says, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became the attendant, and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. Joseph was sold into slavery. Joseph was found in a foreign land. Now he's working in Potiphar's house. And the Bible says that Joseph found so much favor with Potiphar that Potiphar put him in charge of everything. God blessed that relationship. And it's amazing what God can do if we have the favor of the Lord on our life. God will also bless all of our relationships because it's the one thing that changes everything, the blessing of the Lord. Then in verse 21, the Lord, it says, The Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. And even in the prison, Joseph found favor in this relationship. He found favor with the prison warden. And as a result, he put him in charge of everything. It was the game changer. The blessing of the Lord is the one thing that changes everything. Then Pharaoh needed a dream to be interpreted. And he calls over for Joseph. And he calls him from the prison. Joseph goes over there, he interprets his dream, and I want you to see what happens in Genesis 41, verse 38. It says, so Joseph asked them, I'm sorry, so Pharaoh asked them, can we find ourselves, can we find anyone like this man, one in whom is the Spirit of God? And God gave him favor with a king that he had never met before. The blessing of the Lord blessed that relationship. It was the one thing that was needed to change everything because the Lord will change our relationships. There's, there might be tension with your boss at work, but the blessing of the Lord will make all the difference. There might be tension at home with your spouse, but the blessing of the Lord will make all the difference. There might be tension with your family, but the blessing of the Lord will make all the difference. There might be tension with certain relationships that you might have, but the blessing of the Lord will make all the difference. So how do we gain and how do we welcome the blessing of the Lord in our life when it deals with relationships? Well, we need to take the high road when people have wronged us and say, you know what, I know they wronged me, but I'm going to forgive them anyways. We choose to love our neighbor. We choose to turn the other cheek. We choose to be kind to people when even they're, he they're hateful. We choose to be patient when people are pressing us. Why? Because the blessing of the Lord is the one thing that can change all of our relationships. Come on, someone say a loud amen. amen. The second area we need the blessing of the Lord. We need the blessing on our leadership. And we try to complicate that word. But that word, leadership, all that means is influence. And every single one of us at the sound of my voice, whether you're joining at home or here in person, all of us 
are influencing somebody, which means every single one of us are leaders. People that know God and people that don't know God are all leaders because every single one of us are influencing somebody. But when we have the blessing of the Lord, it will make all the difference. It will take us from where we are to greater influence and to greater influence with people, and it will make all the difference so that we can point people to Jesus. And Joseph influ Joseph's influence increased so much because of the blessing of the Lord. I just read it to you a moment ago where he's in Potiphar's house, and he, because of the amount of favor he has on his life, the Lord put him in, in, in charge of everything. It says that the blessing put him in charge of the entire house of Potiphar. That's leadership. God elevated him to a position he was not in and influenced his leadership. And then the Bible goes on to say that the blessing put him in charge of the prison. There it is again. He found favor with the prison warden, and he was elevated to a position where he had greater leadership, greater influence. And then the Bible goes on to say that Joseph meets Pharaoh for the very first time. He interprets his dreams. And then a moment later, Pharaoh puts him in charge of everything in Egypt. There it is again. Influence. It's leadership. There are some things that the blessing can only do. The blessing did that. There, there are certain things that your education, your relationships, your connection, your resources cannot do, but that the blessing of the Lord can do. There are certain things that cannot replace the blessing of the Lord. If you want to be blessed like that, you have to have the blessing of the Lord all over your life. So how do we welcome the blessing of the Lord in our leadership? Well, don't make yourself important. Show others why they're important. Stop bragging on yourself and let other people speak your praises. Stop talking about how hard your job is and how much work you have to do and praise people when they don't even do as good of a job as you. When you make a mistake, don't, don't cast blame. Take responsibility. Say I'm sorry often. People would much rather follow a leader who is real than one who is right. Parents, Say I'm sorry often. Your kids would much rather follow someone who is real and know that they make mistakes than someone than someone who's always right. In our household, we practice this often. Listen, I would not preach this if I did not do this. There are several, I told you earlier, man, I, I'm a broken vessel. If it wasn't for the Lord, I don't know where I would be. So do I make mistakes? Yes. If you were to ask my children, hey, has your dad ever done anything and didn't ask you to forgive them? I don't know. What would you guys say? Have, I mean, you can, say, you can be honest. Say whatever you want to say. Like, if I, if I, there are several times where I will wrong, I'll do, I'll do something wrong. I'll say something that didn't come out right. I'll be upset with them about something. And, I, and in my anger, I, I say something I don't mean or, or it doesn't come out the right way. But man, God is so quick to prompt my heart. You better make that right. Why? Because our kids want to follow someone who's real, not someone who's always right. Humble yourself. We have to, you know, when the blessing of the Lord is not on our life, we have to try to 
acquire the blessing of the Lord by doing things in our own strength, by trying to do all these different things. Why? Because the blessing of the Lord isn't on our life, so we have to try to make things seem the way that they're not. But if we want the blessing of the Lord on our life, I want you to know that this one thing, the blessing of the Lord, will make all the difference in our relationships and in our leadership. The third area we need the blessing of the Lord. We need the blessing on our finances. How many of you want the blessing on your finances? Amen. So let's look at Genesis chapter 41, verses 42 through 43. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring off of his finger, and he put it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in robes of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. Now, as soon as I read that, some of you were like, bling, bling, ka-ching, ka-ching. I want that. I want the blessing. Hey, I want that gold chain around my neck. I want the fine linens. I want all that. And then it goes on to say, he had, uh, it says, he had him ride in a chariot. Let me just bring that to modern day vernacular. He was given a Tesla, y'all, like that. He, Joseph got to ride in a Tesla. I'm not talking about the entryway, the entry-level Tesla. I'm talking about the flagship, the one with the, with the Lamborghini, the old Lamborghini-style doors, the ones that open up and all that. Like, remember, remember that Lamborghini? Hey, so, so true story. Uh, about a month ago, my family and I got invited to go to a football game. We went to a Stanford game. And there's a family that took us there, and they have a Tesla, and they have the flagship Tesla, like the nicest Tesla you would ever see. And they said, hey, Pastor Gary, we don't want to have to waste gas and all that. Do you want to drive the Tesla? And I said, let me pray about it. Oh, yes, yeah. It, it was about, it took me all of about 1.2 set, like half a second. I said, yeah, let me drive that thing. And, and, and man, I put on the, the active drive thing, like the self-automated drive thing, where, where if there's a car that comes in front of you, it slows down. And if the car leaves, it goes fast. It was, it was amazing. If you haven't driven, listen, I don't have stocks in Tesla. This isn't a promo for Tesla. Not, not, and for three easy payments of, you know, the rest of your life. No. But, no, so, but it, is a, it is a fun ride. I'm telling you, you would love that ride. Okay, back to the anointing of the Lord, all right? So he had him ride in a Tesla. I mean a chariot. Okay, okay, okay. Had him ride in a chariot as his second in command. The people shouted before him, make way. Thus he put him in charge of the whole land of Israel. And he was given all these different things that added to his wealth. And when it comes to the blessing of the Lord, I want you to know you don't have to pay attention to how all those small details are going to work out in your life. All you have to do is be obedient because later on the blessing will come i know in our own humanity and in our own thinking we have to think to ourselves well okay i'll be obedient but how am i going to make sure that god does this in my life and god does that too and and how, how do i how do i make sure that all that other stuff happens how do i do it listen you don't have to worry about all those little details you be obedient and let god take care of all the details because when he takes care of the details People are going to know that it came from the king because you'll walk in authority. There's a nugget found in this verse. I just read it to you in verse 42. It's so easy to miss this. There's a nugget here. If you forget everything, I'm telling you this next part, this is going to bless you. Verse 42. Then Pharaoh took off. Uh, Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and he put it on Joseph's finger. Hey, Jordan, come up here real quick, real quick. Real quick, run, 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 run. I know that you got those skinny jeans on. You can't even barely run. <laughs> so 
he had no clue I was going to do this. But so Jordan is, he has my blood. He has my genes. Jordan and I are about the same height. Everything about us is pretty much the same. We look like twins. He can wear my clothes. He can wear my jewelry. He can wear my shoes. There's times where he wears my shoes. He wears my pants. We have the same waist size. We pretty much weigh exactly the same weight. Everything about us is the same. Except for one thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, except for, except for that, bro. Yeah, yeah. You got nice hair, buddy. You got nice hair. All right, hey, get your hands off. Get your hands off. You, you can look, but you can't touch. All right. <clears throat> There's one thing that Jordan can't wear of mine. One thing. One thing. Dad, can I wear your shoes? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Can I wear this? Yeah, no problem. Can I wear that? Yeah, no problem. Hey, Dad, can I wear your ring? Sure, yeah, yeah. Doesn't fit. The ring doesn't fit. Don't you get that stuck? <laughs> the one thing, thank you. The one thing that does not fit on my son that is mine is the ring. And that's so important because it's the one thing that the Pharaoh removed off his body and personally gave to Joseph. Joseph wasn't worried about the details. How is it that God just so happened to pick a king that Joseph had never met to allow a ring to fit on a finger of a person he had never known? Because God pays attention to the smallest details in our life. Now, why is that so important? It's just a ring, right? It's just a ring. Why is that so important? Here's a reason why the signet ring was so important that it fit Joseph. Because every time the Pharaoh would write a letter, he would melt wax, and he would seal that card or that letter and he would put his signet ring on him, on it. And whenever anybody would handle the letter, whenever anybody would be given the letter, whenever, whenever anybody saw the letter, they would say, oh, that has the, the signet ring, that has the seal of the king. That, that carries the authority of the king. That carries the authority of the entire kingdom. It comes from the king. And then when Joseph is out and about, when he's hanging around people, when he's doing things for the king, people look at his ring and they say, oh, we, 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 we have to do what that person says because he has the authority of the king. We, we got to do what he says. We better do that right now because he has the authority of the entire kingdom. And when you are doing what you need to do here, then you get to carry the authority here. So when you go for that job promotion, guess what? You have the authority of the king and the authority of the kingdom. When you pray for the people to get, to get healed from sickness, you carry the authority that comes from the king, that comes with the kingdom. When you want to believe God for your family and you're praying for their salvation, you bring the authority of the king and of the kingdom. When you need God to move on your behalf, you carry the authority of the kingdom. Why? Because of one thing. God pays attention to the small details in your life. You don't have to worry about it. Let God handle those details. I'm telling you, it will mean more to you on the other side, on this side of the blessing. There are some blessings that don't come with your education, some blessings that don't come with your relationships, some blessings that don't come with your connections, some blessings that won't come with your resume. 
And when those blessings fall short, it's the blessing of the Lord. Come on, give the Lord great praise. Worship team, if you would come, let me remind you that 10 minutes before meeting Pharaoh, Joseph was in the prison. 10 minutes before meeting with Pharaoh, he was wearing prison clothes. And now he's given blessing after blessing from a man he had never met, from a man he did not know. He was given a robe, a ring, and a Tesla. I mean a chariot. <laughs> from a man that he did not know. Why? Because there are some blessings that do not come from your hard work. There are certain blessings that don't come from your relationship. There are certain blessings that don't come with your connections. There are certain blessings that don't come with your resume. These blessings are only from the blessing of the Lord. So how do we gain the blessing of the Lord on our finances? Find ways to be a blessing to others. Don't spend your resources. Invest your resources. In what? Invest them in people. Invest them in your future. Invest them in, in the things of the Lord. Invest them in, in, in kingdom-minded things. Invest them in missionaries. Invest them in, in different missions works. Invest them in things that will make an eternal difference. If you're faithful with your resources, God will be faithful with your finances. It's the one thing that changes everything, the blessing of the Lord. If you're able, would you stand with me here this morning? You have been absolutely amazing to preach with this morning. In just a moment, the worship team is going to begin to lead us in a time of worship. But there are three areas that we need the blessing of the Lord. We need the blessing of the Lord on our relationships. We need the blessing of the Lord on our leadership. And we need the blessing of the Lord on our finances. And here's what I want. Don't, don't anybody leave right now. If you have to go, I can get it. But, but if you don't have to leave, just stay here. Just stick with me for just a couple moments. Because this part is so important. If you just came today and you just heard a message that just tickled your ear, then, then who cares? I want you to be changed. I, I want the blessing of the Lord to be on your life. And so if, you're, if there's an area of your life, I want you to think of one area in your life, not 10 areas, not two areas, one area in your life where on this side you're saying, man, I could really use the blessing of the Lord. Think of that one area. Or I could really use the blessing of the Lord. Is it my, is it my, my family? Is it my relationships? Is it, what is it? And then work backwards and think to yourself, what's one thing? I said one thing for a reason. I didn't say ten things or five. I, one thing. Because we're not going to do the ten things. If, if we want to try ten, we're not going to be able to remember the ten things. One thing. What's one thing I could do in my relationship today that will bless that relationship tomorrow? For some of you, it's going to be, hey, you know what, sweetie? I I'm sorry. You know, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean that. Please forgive me. That wasn't my heart. For some of you, if you want the blessing of the Lord to be on your leadership, it's going to be, you know what? I'm going to set my timer on earlier. My alarm's going to go off earlier. I'm going to put it on five minutes before I normally would wake up because I'm going to show up five minutes before I'm supposed to even be at work. Why? Because I want that promotion. How am I going to get the promotion? If I show my boss that I'm doing all the things needed to get me that promotion, i got to be faithful here to allow the blessings of the Lord be on my life here. So what is it? What's that area of your life where you really need God to touch? And just do me a favor. Just spend the next minute to minute and a half self-reflection here. And just ask the Lord, God, what is it that you want me to do today? What is it that you want me to change today? 
because I really need the blessing of the Lord in this area. Worship team, let's sing. spoken with every single one of us in this place. Every single one of us need the blessing of the Lord in some area. And so right now, Lord God, as we've been asking you, what is it that we can change today that would welcome the blessing of the Lord over our lives tomorrow? God, what is it? Lord, you are so faithful to show us what those areas are. And now, Lord, I ask that you would give us the grace and the mercy needed to act obedient to do what you're calling us to do. And again, that doesn't mean perfection. We know we're going to stumble. We know we're going to fail. But God, the trajectory of our life is headed upwards. We're continuing to chase your will. We want your love to be in our life. We want the blessing of the Lord to be in our life. So Lord, this week, we're going to be obedient because we know that we're going to begin to see change. And even if we don't see the physical change in our life, God, we know that in the spiritual realm, you are moving and you are moving and you are moving and you're equipping because you are sending the answer. God, we're doing everything that we know to do in the spiritual so that you'll begin to move in the physical. God, we believe it. We know it. We know that you're more than able. We know that you are more than powerful. So God, would you move on our behalf? Give us the grace needed to continue to be faithful, to not give up. Oh, we may not see things change immediately. This isn't some kind of a secret potion. This isn't some kind of a thing that's, that we just do one time. No, God, we're going to be faithful. We're going to be faithful in all these different areas so that we could see the blessing of the Lord in our life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Now listen, to the degree that you stay focused on whatever it is that God has asked you to do, to that degree, your blessing will come. Because again, it deals with obedience. If we're obedient here, the blessing of the Lord will be on our life here. How many of you want the blessing of the Lord? If you receive the Lord this, if you receive the word of the Lord this morning, would you just give the Lord a great clap offering today? You have been absolutely amazing to communicate the word of the Lord with. Now, I have another group of people that I want to pray with this morning, and so no one moving around for just a moment. 
This is a very sacred moment right now for, ve- for a lot of people here this morning. If you're here today, I want you to know that if you want the blessing of the Lord to be on your life, there is a prerequisite. Yes, of course, we have to be obedient. But the only way that any of us can be obedient is by asking the Lord Jesus to come into our heart, to become a Savior and Lord of our life. And so this morning, if you want the blessing of the Lord, I'm going to invite you to pray a prayer. I'm going to say this prayer out loud, and I ask you to repeat this prayer out loud after me. For those of you joining online or here on person, repeat this prayer. But I want you to know that it's not the prayer that saves you. It's believing it in your heart that actually does the saving. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 says, If you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It doesn't say you might be saved. It doesn't mean if you change all of these different things that trip you up, then you'll be saved. No, it says you will be saved. And so this morning, I want you to pray this prayer and pray this prayer from your heart because it's going to do the saving if you confess Jesus Christ and if you repent and you turn from your ways. Okay, so I want you to pray this prayer. I want you to believe it in your heart. Repeat this prayer out loud with me and Harvest Church family. If you would join those that are going to be praying this prayer also, if you need God to come into your life, I want you to repeat this prayer. Say this, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I've asked you to, I ask you to forgive me of all my wrongdoings. Lord, I recognize today that all my sins were not against necessarily people, but they were against you. And so right now, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me of all these wrongdoings. And so right now, I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to forgive me, for right now, I believe on you, I receive you, and I accept you as my Lord and as my Savior. From this day forward, may you be in my life. I want the blessing of the Lord to be all over my life. I want my life to change from this point forward. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. amen. Now here's what just took place. The Bible says in, in Luke chapter 15 and verse 10 that even when just one person comes to know Jesus, that all of heaven rejoices and prays. And so right now, Harvest Church, I'm about to give you an opportunity to rejoice with all those that prayed that prayer for the first time. But if you're here this morning, in just a moment, I'm going to count to three. And if you prayed that prayer from your heart and you meant it from your heart, I want you to know not only are you saved, but we want, to, we want to rejoice over that decision that you made. And so in just a moment, when I count to three, you're not going to be embarrassed. You're not going to keep your hand down. If you're embarrassed to raise your hand in church, you're going to be embarrassed to live for the Lord out there in the world. This is a safe place where people love you and care for you. This is your new church family. So on the count of three, I'm going to count. I'm gonna count and I want you to raise your hands all across this auditorium if you pray that prayer. Here we go. One, two, three. Raise your hands all across the auditorium. Yes, right here. Yes, right there. 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 Yes, right here. Yes, right there. 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 Come on, now give the Lord a great clap offering. That is the best decision that you could have ever made in your life. And here's what's going to happen you're not going to live defeated anymore. You know why? Remember I said you don't have to worry about all the little details. Here's what just took place. The king took his ring off of his finger and he placed it on yours. You now carry the authority that comes from the king and with the authority that comes with the kingdom. There's nothing that is impossible for you. I don't care what it is that has had you bound. I don't care what chains have had you bound. I don't care what things have had you bound. I want you to know that every chain can be loose and broken in your life today. Look around. This is your new church family. 
We're happy to have you. Welcome. This is your new church home. Right in front of you is a card. It's a card that we referred to earlier, and on the very back it says, I'm committing my life to Jesus Christ or I'm renewing my life to Jesus Christ. If you did either one of those two things, do us a favor, fill out this card, give it to any one of the ushers, or you can give it to me. I'll be standing right up here at the very front. I would love the opportunity of saying hi to you, but fill that out. If you've uh, given your life to Christ online, go to the banner that says, I said yes, because we want to give you a free gift. We want to give you some materials that are really going to help you grow in the power of the Lord today. Let me pray a blessing over every single one of you this morning. Lord, thank you again for your wonderful presence that is here. God, we feel you. We know that you're here. Help us to be obedient this week in Jesus' name. And everyone said aloud, amen. amen. Let me just say this one blessing over you uh, this morning as well. It's found out of Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. It says, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And that is my prayer for you today is that the Lord would give you peace. Thank you for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast. We pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at GoHarvestEG. And be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services. Until next time, Stay encouraged and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless.